Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Thiering, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Hi, welcome to Episode 7. I think I have that right. Episode 7 of the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane Cassidy, the Lactation Consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. So... Badass Breastfeeder and I are going to talk about, with you, about self-care today. And not even just like, I mean, I know we're all about the breastfeeding thing, but self-care for moms, really. You don't even have to be a breastfeeding mom. Like, you don't have to even be in a phase where your kids are breastfeeding. You can have teenagers like me and still need your self-care. That's totally true. Yeah. I mean, breastfeeding is like tiring, but it doesn't, motherhood is tiring. Motherhood is tiring. (laughs) And like... Kids suck, the kids like suck the life out of you. Like they don't have to be like literally sucking on you to do that. No. They can just, they just take it and they need everything all the time. And you're constantly, constantly meeting the needs of somebody else or more than one. And we always make ourselves last. We do. And it's not last to everything, oh. you know, last to everything. My, and I never really thought about self-care that much, um, you know, we never called it self-care. Even before I had kids, it's like, oh, I'm going to the gym. And you don't think about it as that's my time to unwind. Or I used to, I used to run um, a lot. Like I ran a lot. And that used to be, I would clear my head. It would be, you know, just my therapeutic downtime. And I never thought of it as self-care. You know, I never thought about it as my break from work, my break from, you know, reality or whatever it was that I was doing. Um, it was just, you know, part of a routine that I had. But then you have kids and it's like, it's so hard, especially with babies. And when you are a breastfeeding mom, I know we've talked about this before, how easy it is to get touched out. I mean, it's yeah. so easy to get touched out. So when did you start doing self-care? Is it something that you routinely have in the mix or do you really have a hard time putting it in the mix? No, well, I mean, I for me, so here's my big thing about self-care. Because people are always like, I don't have time for that. Like, you know, I can't do that. You know, all you, your husband come home early or my husband's deployed and, you know, all this stuff. Which is true. It's harder on these people who are doing it alone. But for me, the thing about, like, not having time, like, when I started to do self-care, it's not like I started to, it's not like I found all this time that I couldn't find before. Like, oh, it's like, oh my God, suddenly I've got like three hours and even notice. Like, <laughs> you don't know what to do it. Yeah, that, that, that's never going to happen to you ever again. Like, you know, like you said, before you have kids, you're not taking care of anybody else. Like, sure, probably taking care of your husband the way that you do. And, you know, maybe you're taking care of your job and all that stuff. But you don't have two or I may mean, I say two because I have two. But you don't have a person. You don't have anyone who needs absolutely every like moment for you to meet their needs. Like when you have a baby, suddenly they're relying on you for every second of their life and you don't have that. So yeah, you're not like, you're not like, you don't have that. So it's like, yeah, you go to the gym cause you want to go to the gym. You don't have to worry about anybody else. And so for me, so here's my thing. I don't think self-care is not about finding time. For me, it was an attitude adjustment. The great point. I had to, like with my first, I'm, I'm a super anxious person and I'm an anxious parent and my son would like fuss and I'd go, Oh my God, you know, Oh my God, something's wrong. He needs me. Oh my God. I have to hold him all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Holding your baby all the time is great, but you know, 
you know, I would be brushing my teeth and he would be at my feet and he would start whining or crying. And I would be like, oh my God, I have to stop brushing my teeth and pick him up. And oh my God, you know, and I have to carry him around and something's wrong with him. What's wrong with him? And like, you know, now with my second, I realized, first of all, I'm not doing him any favors because, you know, I'm just like being, you know, I, I, I'm now my teeth aren't brushed. I would go days without getting dressed because, oh, my God, if I put him down and he was like a high needs baby, he liked to be held all the time. Um, but I so then I would just be constantly picking him, him up, thinking everything was wrong and I couldn't put him down. And um, with my second, I was like, OK, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to put him in the bassinet next to me. And I'm going to be, you know, I'll be in the shower for five minutes and then I'm going to get out and everything will be okay. And so I get in the shower and he starts to fuss and I say, okay, actually mommy's here. I'll be out in a minute. Um, so, so with my second, I, I, I would, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. I really, I need a shower. I want to take a shower. I'm going to put you in this bassinet actually. And you know, here's a little toy or something. And I'm going to get in the shower and, you know, he would start to cry and fuss and I'd say, okay, mommy's here, honey. And I'd open the shower curtain. Hi, try to like cheer him up or something. And I'll be done in a minute. And I would finish my shower. You know, he's fine. I'm talking to him. He's not going to hurt himself. I need a shower. Everybody's good. You know, I didn't have this attitude. Like, I, I don't know. I had this, I had this like very anxious attitude as like with my first and that like, I just didn't, that it was just normal for me to just stop taking care of myself altogether from like the smallest things and the biggest things like going to a gym or like spending some time by myself was like not any, at all anywhere on my radar, radar with mm-hmm. my first. So it's like, that was not anywhere, you know, I didn't even know I, you know, I was just, dr- you know, we're drowning, you know, you're like in the newborn days, you're just drowning and you don't even know you're drowning. And you're like, I'm supposed to be drowning because this is, you know, I'm just giving my entire, my whole self to someone else. And, you know, you are, but you have to also like, remember not to like go fully under the water for too long, <laughs> you know, or you'll drown. Yes. And that, that makes me think of this great, metaphor. Watch me. I'll probably screw it up. But, you know, I think I've mentioned her before. I work with or I'm my colleague who is an um, amazing therapist and we run that postpartum group together. And she calls it the, um, the, the breathing mask, you know, like when you're on your on uh-huh. plane or the, yeah. the life scuba driving, the, that thing, the air thing when you're scuba diving. Yeah. Um, you cannot help somebody else until you help yourself. So right. just like when you travel and you're on the plane and they'll even say when the thing drops down, your air mask drops down. If you need oxygen, put yours on first before then help the others. Yeah. you help somebody else. And the last time I flew, I listened to that and I was like, would I really put mine on before I put on my kids? I don't, I don't know that I would do that. But you can't put on your kid's ga- gas mask. <laughs> you can't. You cannot help your child put on a oxygen mask if you are passed out. Right. And we need to think about self-care like that. Like, we yeah. cannot help. You cannot be everything to everybody else until you do it for yourself. 
Right. And things, especially like a shower is a great example. Like that is not, we should not even consider showers as being like, oh, what a bonus day I had a shower It's not today. optional. Yeah. Right. It's it, not a, yeah. It's it not a bonus. It should be a gift. That right. should be something that you, you know, like you should be able to get that. And I love it when I have moms that say to me, oh, I went and got my hair done or I went and did this or I went and did that because it's, that is time that you can just kind of like go, oh, it's all me. It's all, it's not about being a mom. It's not about being a wife. It's not about being anything but being you. And you need to remember that that's who you were before you had the wife, before you were the wife and you were the mom. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a, when I was, when, uh, Jack, so I was, yes, here's actually, he has to say something or, okay. Did you take the gum out of your mouth before you put that boob in your mouth? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I'll believe him. Um, You'll find out he, later. <laughs> well, where did you put the gum? Okay. Um, so, yeah, so so Jack was three when Exley was born, and I had just been like white knuckling it through parenting that whole time. And then I, Jack was having a really hard time going to sleep at night, and so I find, ended up working with a sleep consultant, awesome sleep consultant. She's like all into like gentle parenting and stuff. Rebecca Mishi, she's great. And so I was working with her, and you know, I was telling her all about like um, why is my all my children are in here. Um, <laughs> I'm on the phone. So I, I said, um, I don't know, I was just like telling her about my days and all that. And she said, when do you um, get time for yourself? And I was like, what? She's like, when are you, when do you spend time away from your kids? And I was just like, my, I mean like fucking mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my mind like blew into pieces. Like I was just like, oh my God. What do you, oh my God, that's like something that people do and something I should be doing. And we, me and my husband actually like got together and we took it really seriously. We looked at our schedule and we, again, I know I have a husband, it makes it easier. Um, but we were like, okay, we, you know, when do we work it in here? When do we work this out that you are not around Jack and Exley for some periods of time throughout the week? And, um, you know, he would be like, it got to the point at first it was kind of uncomfortable because I'm going away. I don't know. Do they need me? What's going on? Can they handle it without me? And then it got, now it's like I'm at the door with my coat on and my keys in my hand waiting to hear my husband like come in through the back door and I'm like, see ya. And I just out the front door. You gotta. And I love it. I like it. You know, it's like, I feel, and I feel it come back and it's like, it's kind of nice. You come back. It's like a reunion, you know, he's like happy to see them. Um, which is like such a, it's, that's such a, like, it's so not fair. Like, is you, like, you, you know, you, you're like, I really want to get away from these kids and then you get away and then you're like, oh, I miss my kids. And it's just like motherhood is so, I know. It's, it's just like so weird. I have this one mama, she's actually pregnant with her fifth baby right now. And when she had her fourth, she was like, I tried to go out to dinner with my friends and my husband was like, are you taking the baby? I said, no. <laughs> and she goes, and I wasn't gone for very long. And then he's calling me and he's, you know, and it's like, it does have to be a conversation between you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And it has to be an agreement that, you know, especially if you're a stay at home mom, especially, and I'm not saying that the working moms shouldn't have that either because you absolutely should. 
You should yeah. have time where it's not about work, not about anything like that, where you are doing something that's fun that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. But stay. I feel like sometimes as a stay-at-home moms, it's like you're home all day. Sometimes you don't talk to another adult. Exactly. For exactly. God knows how long. and Or at least another adult face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And you're just – you you need to get out. You need to do something else. You need to be – Involved, especially too, if you live in a place in an environment where there's winter, yeah, where you know it's like it's cold, you can't bring your kids out. You can see if you're like, oh, it's fine. Me and my kids, we go to the park, we meet up with friends, we have friend groups, we have parent groups. If it's zero degrees and yeah. snowing, you're probably not leaving the house, right? Yeah, there's plenty of days children. in Chicago where I'm like, this is not, you know, we're just staying home today. I mean, I do that in the summer, you know, sometimes just like we're staying home, which is the beauty of, you know. What I do, like staying at home and homeschooling, because it's sometimes it's like here's pajama day, right. and that's great and that's awesome. But then you know you do oh, you also have to stand up and go outside at some point. Oh my gosh, yes, you have to have your you have to have your time. I um yeah I've mentioned before my first son was born in North Carolina and then we moved up here to Rochester when he was just a you know newborn, and we stayed with my mom for um, about six months until we bought a house. And that was probably, I mean, I wouldn't admit it back then because I was such a postpartum hot mess, but (laughs) it was probably one of the better things we did as far as my anxiety levels. Um, I can remember clear, and my parents don't live in a big house. Like they downsized after me and my sisters left. It was just like, you know, a little ranch and here I come with a baby and a husband and, you know, like the room that Nathan was in with this crib was there was no door on it. Like it was just, yeah. you know, just whatever. And I can remember sitting down to eat a meal and hearing him starting to stir in his crib. And I got up to go get him. And my mom goes, he's fine. He's not even crying. Sit down and yeah. finish your meal. And like, it really, you know, it helped. It really yep. helped to be able to go, okay, I don't need to jump every second. He's fine. You know, right. Um, and that that did help a lot. And I did have moments where like if all my kids were napping, I would try to do even if it was just like sit and read a magazine. It had nothing to do with parenting. It had nothing to do with being a mom. It had nothing. But I would like read a magazine or I had a garden and I would go out and, you know, garden or whatever. Just something that was somewhat therapeutic for me. Um, I never really thought about it as self-care at the time, but I think it's really, really important. Yeah, I think so too. And I, and I think that's like, sometimes it's like, well, if I don't pick him up and he's crying, then I'm practicing cry it out. And like, he's, you know, being damaged by the fact that I'm not answering his cries. And it's like, it's not, it's completely, it's not, it's a completely different thing. It is. Cry it out. And like, you know, taking a few minutes to get to answer your child all the while you're going, you know, mommy's here. It's okay. You know, you know, if they hear your voice, they know everything's okay. Like they might be pissed off and they're like, get over here and pick me up. And you're like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Everything's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's just, I still, I'll still, I'll still do this. Sometimes I'll be in the middle of washing dishes and my, my oldest who I'm like so anxiously connected to, he'll be like, mommy, can I have some, you know, popcorn? And I'll be like, Oh sure. And I'll like put the dishes down and dry my hands. And I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like finish the dishes. You know, it's like, just finish. I can just finish what I'm doing. He can wait a minute. It's also good for him to wait a minute and not have somebody jumping at his every like, you know, request at, at, you know, at, at a certain age, obviously if you're, 
a baby can be picked up at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that's not like spoiling the baby, but, but, you know, I think that people just get like, you know, we think so much about it, like, oh, it's damaging them or I'm not being an attentive parent or I'm being a bad mom. And I'm, and you're not, you're not, it's, it's, it's fine. They're fine. They're fine. And it's really important to your well being. And I think one of the other things that we don't think about is that babies crying and again, we're not talking about like the cried out thing, but like how you said, you're in the shower, you can hear them, you know, you can talk to them while you're in the shower. And I remember doing that too. Like even if I was in the bathroom or whatever, I used to bring their little seat, you know, the little bouncy seat yeah. or the bathroom mm-hmm. into the shower so I could take a shower okay. and um, used to do the same thing. That, that cry is different, you know, and it's, that's how they communicate with us. Right. You know, and we, we look at these babies and they cry and we go, oh my gosh, they're starving or, oh my gosh, he's, you know, needs something right away. It's his only way of communicating with us. We don't always have to think something's wrong. It's just the communication. Right. There's nothing seriously wrong. Like, I mean, if the baby fell out of the crib, and I, I would imagine that I would expect you to stop what you're doing and go pick up the baby <laughs> and like make sure that they're okay. But you know, if they're sitting there and they're fussing because they want you to like, you know, who knows what they want? Like you said, they're just, they're talking and you can talk back and they can wait a minute. And, you know, again, yeah, it's not the cry, cry it out is like leaving them and never answering their cry and expecting them to eventually fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're doing, you know. And, and another thing that people say as well is like, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like, you know, you're going to, you know, just lose your mind, you go ahead and put your baby down and leave the room. Yes. And if they are crying, they can be crying really hard. They could be really, really upset wanting them up and if you feel like you're gonna just lose your mind like just just let them cry let them cry for a few minutes while you can get your stuff together and they're safe there it's not yeah it's not cry it's not the same as cry it out it's not and they're safe they're Um, safe so now like you still how long do you go out for like if you can escape for a little bit what do you usually do with your time well, so my kids are six and three, um, which makes me kind of kind of have vertigo when I say that. Yeah. Even though they're so little, it's like six, I can't believe he's six. But um, so I like I will um, sometimes when I go to get my hair done because I do like a whole <laughs> I do like way too much at the salon with like hair or like dyeing my hair and waxing and pedicures and stuff. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'll be gone for like a really long time. I'll be gone for sometimes like six hours mm-hmm. and um, they're fine. You know, they're with my husband. They usually go to the park or, you know, and you know, he makes them lunch. I mean, they're fine. Again, they're older. I, I wouldn't, I didn't go that long when, when I was breastfeeding. Cause I was not about to like haul a pump and all this stuff. Like right. I would just go out for a couple of hours and come back and, I'll go to, you know, a coffee shop down the street. I can meet up with a friend. Sometimes I'll go and put isolation headphones and take a bath. Oh, nice. So that I don't hear anybody. Yeah, I th- I really highly suggest that for moms. Those, like, uh, you know, the, the noise-canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. I was in the bathtub one time. I was in the bathtub, and I had, my, I had those on, and I was, like, reading magazines. And I, uh, I was in there for, like, 45 minutes, and I took them off, and I realized that my – I went out. I heard all this crying, and I, you know, I went out, and um, 
I was like, what's going on? And my husband was like, well, you went into the bathtub and the next lady is like started having a spaz attack. He had been crying for 45 minutes and I had no idea. Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. (laughs) He was fine. He was with my husband. He was upset that I was in the bathtub. My husband kept him out into the living room and let me have a bath for as long as I wanted. And, you know, I had no idea what was going on. So I didn't have, I, you know, because like, you can't take a bath if you hear like your kid crying. No, like, that's not, you can't do that. Can't relax at all. No. Yeah. You just sit there all tense. And then you're like, you know, listening like, oh, my God, what's my husband doing? And are judging his like reaction to it. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Probably we all do um, that. Yeah. So that's good. If you, even if you can't get out and you can just steal a couple minutes in another room, those things work. That's a great idea. Um, if for moms that are highly anxious mm-hmm. if it is your first baby or if your second or whatever I mean it doesn't even matter how many kids I shouldn't have even put it like that but even if it's just starting out slow you know because sometimes partners aren't really comfortable with a newborn yeah or with you know well am I supposed to know how, if he's supposed to eat you're the one feeding him how do I know what to do what if he cry you know like dads are great with older kids kids sometimes or yeah. babies that they can like play with and you know do all this stuff but sometimes a newborn or even the first like six months is a little bit more um touch and go yeah you don't have to be gone for an hour to t- even if it's just like take a walk around the block by yourself totally or you know go to target by yourself just something for even an hour and then maybe next week you could do it for an hour and a half maybe you know just kind of work up to a little bit more time so that everybody's getting used to the new normal yeah and i I can even break it down even farther than that because i remember when when jack was first born again highly and i think it does i think birth order does matter as far as anxiety level because it was just through the roof for both of us with my first and he, he, my husband, I'd be sitting there holding jacket, you know, I, he'd be nursing all day. I'd sit on the couch, he'd nurse all day. And then I come home and my husband's like cooking dinner and then running out to take the garbage out and like cleaning up the kitchen, like trying to help. And I'm like, can you hold the baby for a second? <laughs> Like, you know, he, you know, I'm like, can you, I, I, can I take the garbage out? Can I like, uh, like if you, if you, if maybe for you have somebody else hold the baby and then you can go pee by yourself. Yeah. Like that's, that is a form of putting yourself first and self care. Like that's perfectly fine to start with that. Like uh, right now I'm going to go into the bathroom. I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to be in there by myself. You have to do it with nobody knocking on the door. Right. And, and you don't, and, and, and yeah, cause I mean, that's again, people will be like, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have the resources for that. And it's true. A lot of people don't have those. And so this is what I mean when I say in an attitude adjustment, because it's just a matter of like looking at your day in a different way. Like my baby's crying right now. He's really upset. It's time for me to take a shower. We're going to get through it together. You know, I'll talk to him while I'm in the shower or, you know, I, my husband is cooking dinner and, but I really have to go to the bathroom. So he's going to have to cook dinner and hold the baby for four minutes because I'm going to go and pee. But now when you came out of the bath to a screaming Exley, wasn't it so much easier for you to handle that situation? Yes, it was so much easier. Yep. I mean, you and just, then I just like swooped in like a superhero. I was all, <laughs> all relaxed and calm and like, here, let me comfort you on my warm breast. But you're so yeah. much better for everybody out there when it's you can true. have a little bit of time to, to just decompress. And I don't think we, I think we don't realize like how much worse we make the bad times for our kids when we don't give ourselves that self care. Cause then we're on edge and we're, you know, 
we're pushed to our limits and then somebody just needs a little, you know, sometimes Jack's like, I need, can I, you know, can you do this? And I'm like, you know, then I'm, I'm at my end. So I'm Mm -hmm. like freaking out about the simplest request or just the simplest situation or like a normal, you know, toddler behavior of like not, you know, listening or something. Yeah. Because you do. And if you, if you have, you know, older kids and then, uh, you know, an infant and especially like if you are a working mom and you're dealing with crap there and you come home and you've got kids fussing and you're trying to make dinner and you're trying to do all this stuff and the baby's crying. I mean, all of that stuff paramounted together. Oh my gosh. It would make anybody, I think. Just, yeah. You yeah. You're not a bad mom. Downtime. You're not crazy. You're not any of that. You're pushed to your limits and you need to, you know, you need to like fill your cup. You know, and some people do yoga or, you know, even, you know, we're throwing out there like a lot of different things that we, you know, have tried to do, but Mm -hmm. it really, once you find what works for you and it becomes a routine for you, it is so important. And I mean, and I am the queen of, because I'm really bad about self-care for myself because I'm always doing a million Mm -hmm. things. And then if I do something for myself, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be doing so many other things right now. Like, why yeah, right. am I at the gym when I have 15 loads of laundry at home I need to be doing? Or why am I, you know, doing this? I, I do love to go get my hair done. But even then, sometimes it's like I'm squeezing it in between things. And then I'm yeah. stressed out because it's taking longer than I, I want it to take because I have somewhere else I need to be. So right. it's like we need to just take a breath and just be like, all right, that laundry can sit another day or, you know, whatever. You need to be able to have that time. Yeah. Yeah. Things can sit. Things can wait. It's always going to be there. Yeah. It's not, you know, the house isn't going to burn down just because you haven't kept up with all of your chores. (laughs) I am always like, you know, whenever I go into people's homes, they always never fail. Say, oh, sorry. It's such a mess. Right. You just had a baby. Like, I would be worried if your house was picked up. Right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that would be more concerning to me. Yeah. What I want is for, you know, you to just not worry about that stuff and take care of you. you yeah. Know, take care of you. And even if it's, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if you were a napper. Um, I loved it. I love naps. I can sleep whenever. I can like lay down under my desk right now and take a nap. <laughs> Zero issue with that. But, and that probably comes from like when I was in the army and I used to sleep next to generators and everything else. So it was like, I, I could sleep anywhere. But, um, a lot of people say, you know, I can't sleep when the baby sleeps and people tell me to do that all the time. Well, you don't have to sleep when the baby sleeps, but especially if you're not somebody that likes to nap, but then do something for yourself. The right. baby's napping, take 45 minutes to do something for yourself. Go right. Take a try not monitor. Try not to clean. Right. Don't clean. No. Don't. You can just sit there, sit and watch TV. Right. You know, just whatever. Just like let your body and your mind relax for a minute. Just mindless. Yeah, something mindless is really great for like bringing you into just the moment that you're sitting in. And I think that may, yeah, and that makes you so much. Once you center yourself, I think you can go back to what you were doing, especially parenting with like a more even temper. <sighs> it's so important. It is so, and we could, you could just be better to every, you know, every relationship that you have could be that much better. Yeah. You can do that, you know, add it in there and don't be afraid to initiate other people. You know, even if it's, you know, you were saying how, you know, your husband will, um, you know, take the kids and stuff so that you can have those times. But even if it's a babysitter, 
even if it's your mom, like I used to drop my kids at my mom's for an hour and a half so I could grocery shop by myself. You know, right. like little things like that. People don't mind helping. Yeah, even older kids, even older kids that are there to just like entertain your kids for while you are like, you know, in the other room doing something. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to completely, like if you don't have the resources that day to like completely leave for a couple of hours, like an older kid to come and play with the baby. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Or even They're like, like the little, you know, like little, like a little eight year old girl playing with the baby. She can do that for like all day. That's yeah. like their thing. <laughs> and you can, you know, do what you need to do. And I've also known people that have done like, you know, you come over with your kids and hang out with my kids so that I can get out for a few minutes and we'll do the same thing next week at your mm-hmm. house, you know, totally. Like yeah. Those kinds of things. Um, especially, you know, it's great if you have are in a mom's group or you have friends that have kids, you know, it's just, there's so many options, but it's one of those things that when you get pregnant, you're preparing to have this baby really keep in mind that that self care piece should not go away. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't go away at all. You should keep it in there. Keep it at the front. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we have totally planned everybody's lives, um, <laughs> you know, not to like, can I just say one more thing? Of course. Because, you know, atta- you know, we talk about attachment. Well, I talk about attach- par- attachment parenting a lot. And there's like the seven B's of attachment parenting. And people, I'm always like, oh, yeah, breastfeeding and baby wearing and birthing and then some other things that I can never <laughs> remember. And one of the things I can never remember that nobody remembers is the seventh one, which is balance. And oh. it's all about like self care. Um, so it's like, you know, it's really a part of it's, it has to be like an integral part of your parenting, whatever style you say you want to do, or maybe you're not into the whole style thing, which is kind of overdone anyway, you know, it is. And it's so human to, so hard to wrap your head around it. There was my son, um, Brandon, my youngest, one of my twins, he, I used to tell people like, he's trying to get back in the womb. Like I was convinced, you know, because he just was so, and he's still connected to me. He's still such a mama's boy, which is fine. I have zero issue with it. But I remember being at our doctor's one time and he was just probably like three, maybe four and just would constantly climb on me and just no matter where we were in life, he would be have trying to have me hold him and climbing on me and pulling on me and I could be sitting in a chair and he's climbing into my lap and I would automatically just like rub his back because that was just mm-hmm. he'd climb in my lap and lay down like he's surfing and you know I would just like you know rub his back because it was just a natural for me just a natural response mm-hmm. and but I was so touched out with it and I was so overwhelmed because I had you know his twin sister and my two-year-old and I was a single mom so it was you know really overwhelming and I remember my doctor being like, kind of implying like, well, this is why he continues to do that because you continue to reward him for doing that. Oh my God. And I was really upset by that. I was like, how can I not respond to him? You know, when he, he's looking for my attention or whatever, there had to have been a happy medium, you know, like I was right. one extreme or the other and nobody ever talked to me about that balance. That right. There could be right. a happy medium there and there always should be. Yeah. I mean, you, nobody would ever, I mean, if your husband came to you and was like, you know, needing a moment from you, you wouldn't ignore him. I mean, who does that? Who know? who ignores another? uh, That's just weird. Yeah, I know. So 
So there we go. We're saved the world for another week. Um, <laughs> everybody can can breathe easy because we're all gonna have a relaxing week. Yeah, have, shoot, pick something that you're gonna do for yourself today and do it. Yes, absolutely, do it. Just one thing. Um, uh, next week we are going to talk about schedules. So episode eight. I know everybody can't wait. We're going to talk about schedules and lack thereof when you're talking yeah. about babies. And right. I know that's like a huge hot topic. So I can't wait to get into that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.